1: All right, all right, all right. Welcome in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop with you here. Jamie Foxx in the background. Welcome in on this Good Friday. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. We're here to educate, entertain, enlighten, and quite possibly enrage you or all of the above. You know, it's like a marriage. It's nothing great all the time, but always entertaining. We're brought to you by our title sponsor, who is entertaining all the time, Dr. David Weber. North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world folks go see them on us 165 north and monroe 318-345-4545 318-345-4545 dr david weber north monroe animal hospital top of the morning to you Tabor. what's up buddy <laughs> I, I like the, the understated what's up man hey it's a great day Tabor, appreciate you running the board over there you guys can reach out to us and you're probably going to want to The Washita Valley Federal Credit Union hotline and tax line. So we're going to do something a little bit different today. You know, if you watch baseball, and I watched a little baseball yesterday. I'm not a huge baseball fan. I like the playoffs. I watched a little high school baseball. But, you know, you typically put your your cleanup hitter, you know, he's the fourth guy in case people get on base. We're going to do something a little bit different here on the edge this morning. We're going to start with a cleanup hitter. We're going to put him at leadoff. Uh, you know, we've been talking, let me, let me sort of set this thing up. We've been talking the last, you know, I don't know, a couple days, three or four days. Jamie tells me, um, on concealed carry on sporting events specifically. Uh, and it goes back to the Arkansas legislature passing a deal and then having to rescind it at the, uh, request maybe of the SEC about, uh, concealed carrying in, um, Walton stadium there in Arkansas. I think it's Walton Stadium. It's it uh, Reynolds. Reynolds. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Yeah, uh, Walton is the basketball arena. At any rate, um, what goes on, the thoughts behind that? Uh, would you be comfortable if you have concealed carry people in there? Uh, note to everybody else out there, uh, they're there, whether you think they are or whether they're not. So I thought, what better person do I know? My good friend Rocky Smith, whos uh, who's been a longtime firefighter, has been in law enforcement, he also teaches, uh, in my opinion, the best concealed carry uh, in North Louisiana, and I'm going to let him plug that here in a little bit before he gets out of here. But, uh, Rocky, welcome in this morning. appreciate you being with us.
2: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
1: Well, uh, you know, again, I, I'm not very smart, but I know people that are like you. Talk me through a little bit of the concealed carry, and not just from a sporting perspective. Why do people conceal carry? Well,
2: mainly for protection. Um <laughs> This world's gotten crazy. It's uh, more and more every day. The um, area we live in, people, I think, we were living in Mayberry uh, twenty years back, maybe, but uh, not anymore. Uh, actually, I have seen some some studies where Monroe, Louisiana, is the second most dangerous city to live in in the nation per capita. Wow, number two behind East St. Louis. So it's uh, if you read the papers, if you. Watch the news, you'll see uh, on a daily basis people, pizza uh, drivers getting robbed and having to shoot people, Uh, people getting abducted at uh, gunpoint at Walmart. Uh, You know, just it's crazy every day. I have three daughters in college, and my wife uh, works at the hospital, and I promise you, (laughs) I want them to be protected if I'm not there.
1: Well, you know, and we, we talk about concealed carry, because I want to get specific here, at, not next, on the next question, but on down the line at, at sporting events, but kind of briefly go through the process of getting a concealed carry uh, permit in Louisiana.
2: Well, it's, it's not very difficult. There's a lot of instructors uh, in the state. Uh, you can go to lsp.org. There's a list on there of all the instructors and their areas where they teach. Um, myself and my partner, Chuck Johnson, who's a sergeant from Monroe Police Department, We teach here in the Washtenaw Parish area. We do venture out, you know, Cachetta and Jackson Parish and several other areas, but mainly right here in Washtenaw Parish. You just have to take a nine-hour course. Uh, It's all day. Uh, You might as well prepare for the entire day. Uh, You have to shoot at the end. Uh, It's not a real tough course. We don't have people failing because we're shooting from – you know, 15 feet and 10 feet and. Six you don't feet. have to be an army sniper. No, no. All right. it's it's not that difficult. Um, I find that a lot of women are better shots than the guys, <laughs> and they'll bring their wives, and when at the end the wives will outshoot have, them, outshoot <laughs> them, and they're just really, you know. Well, I let her do that to make her feel, yeah, right. They just, they just really pay a lot of attention. Um, I had a, a professional baseball player about two months ago, had never held a gun, and. I was kind of worried, you know, because he'd never held a gun. And this kid's from, I won't mention his name, but he was from Ruston. And he absolutely just pinpointed right to the bullseye, 36 rounds. Wow. And, and I was astonished. And his mom took the class, and she says, uh, well, he is a pitcher. And I'm like, good point. Makes sense. Good point, yeah. But basically, you take this nine-hour course. Uh, it, we basically talk about the firearm, uh, safety of the firearm, uh, the ammunition, how the ammunition is made up. You know, um, the type of ammunition to practice with, the type of ammunition to uh, use while you're carrying for personal protection. Um, you don't want to really carry a full metal jacket while you're using it for protection because what you'll do is you'll just go through and through and through, and you might shoot the bad guy and then hit a 12-year-old girl, you know, right, right behind there. So just the penetration that, exactly, of, Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you want to carry hollow points. Um, but we talk about a lot of that. We You know, we go over the entire application process. Uh, our class, Chuck and I teach it a little different than some instructors. Some instructors just teach the course, NRA course, and then they, they're done. And they talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, they talk about certain things. We want to make it pretty easy to get your concealed care. A lot of people have taken classes in the past and just, it was so much trouble going to get your fingerprints, so much trouble, you know, finishing the process that they just say, you know, I just didn't use it. And the certificate's good for a year. So they just, you know, just throw it in the Corner and forget about it, but we we do the fingerprinting, we do everything. So you know we want to make it where you get it, and it's not that tough. It's really not. At the end of the day, we walk you through the process online. And uh, state police right now is kind of backed up, so it's taking a couple of months to get it done.
1: Now, Rocky uh, Rocky Smith joining us, uh, instructor, NRA approved instructor, NRA in Louisiana State, uh, Louisiana State approved instructor, and in all full disclosure, uh, I took your class yeah, when you I did. when I got my still carry here. I've still got my. My, my one in Texas, but I got it here. Let me ask you this, because uh, I guess it's different for different parts of the country, but to obtain a concealed carry license, you can't have a criminal background? What, what's the what's the specifics on that?
2: Well, from what I've gathered, if you can buy a firearm, if you can fill out the federal form 4473 and fill it out and, and get passed and, and buy a firearm, you're generally going to get approved. I have yet to see someone that was able to pass the background check to buy a farm that was declined as far as I know people have been arrested before a few times for just uh, everybody has a past. Sure. They look at the last five years real hard. Now, I'm not going to say you're in a bank robbery or something that you going to get it, but I'm just saying. The day you, know, you get parole from Angola, exactly, you're not going to. Yeah. It's not going to happen, <laughs> but I have seen people who have, you know, had gotten fights and had altercations and DUIs and so forth in the past, and in the last five, ten years, they have no problem, and they get, you know, they get approved. Um, but, you know, everybody has a past, so, you know, you can't, if you, if, if everyone, even police officers are not spot free, you know, everybody has something in their background where they, you know, used to do when they were kids, used to do when they were kids. Sure. So, you know, uh, it's not that tough, it's really not, but they do do a thorough background check on you. They do. They, they run your fingerprints and so forth. And uh, But most of the time, you know, p- people usually know. When they come into the class, they usually say, I feel like I'll get it. You know, you, you know in your heart. Right. <laughs> you know.
1: Well, let me ask you this, because, and here's an interesting, and, and I guess people that are not that aware of it, uh, and I know I wasn't years ago, but as you're getting that concealed carry, the liability of going through that class And now, God forbid, you have to to use the weapon to defend yourself or loved ones. Talk about the responsibility because you did attend that class that you have as opposed to the – because your burden is much greater than just an average citizen, correct?
2: It is. It is. And you take the class and, like I say, we talk about a lot of law. We spend probably three to four hours on law and, you know, conflict resolution and so forth because, you know, we want the the, the shot to be the last – you know sometimes it's fast sometimes it's you know that is your last option and it, it happens real quick but we want you to understand you know that hey if I have to I will but if, if I can if I cannot do it I want to you know I want to absolutely be the last thing I have to do is shoot someone and take a life but you know it is a big liability uh, civil law is a lot different from criminal law in criminal law it you know takes beyond a reasonable doubt you know in civil law as you can remember the OJ case you know if it walks like a duck and got a few feathers you know it's <laughs> yeah. probably gonna go so you know there is a possibility and i don't want to scare anyone but you know there's a possibility you shoot someone the grand jury clears you and you get a civil suit against you for you know you know wrongful death two million dollars and you know or whatever you know and you're kind of like wow i mean the grand jury cleared me because it's two different laws right tort law and civil law is a lot different than criminal law so i'll tell you I wouldn't worry about it, you know, I'd whole lot rather I'd a whole lot rather be judged by twelve and carried by six. So we're, we're about to semantics when it's over with.
1: Naraki, where just a general uh synopsis, if you will, like where are the places that you are not allowed to carry? If, if I go through the like I've got a conceal carry, right? Right. I go through there, you you were able to certify, I went through the program and everything. Where are the places I'm not allowed in Louisiana to carry despite having that concealed carry law well, or, or license?
2: Alcohol is a big kicker there because uh, bars, lounges, you know, nightclubs, if they don't have food, if it's just not, you have to be, to, to serve alcohol, you have to have a class A uh, restaurant license where you can serve food and alcohol, then that's okay, you can carry in there. But if you are just a bar and you don't have, you, you know, maybe have wings on Wednesday night. Or Joe's that Chop Shop, you can't, yeah, you can't. It doesn't matter. But uh, the main, in the law, it actually has a list of givens, I call them, uh, law enforcement office, station or building, detention, detention facility, prisoner jail, courthouse, courtrooms, judges' chambers, so forth, uh, polling place where you go to vote. They don't like guns where you go to vote. A meeting place for governing authority. City council meetings, school board, uh, school board, yep. you know, any type of governmental meetings like that. Uh, police jury, uh, state capital buildings, federal buildings, parish buildings, you know, governmental buildings owned by government entities. Um, any portion of an airport facility, they're really touchy in airports. Uh, really?
1: not like even on the outside of an airport, or
2: one thousand feet from uh, from the
3: really? facility. Yes, even though you have the the concealed well, carry license, the deal is
2: though here, you know, your your your, your vehicle is an extension of your home because right. of the uh, Castle Law. So if it's inside your vehicle and you pull up to the airport, it's okay as long as you don't get out of that vehicle. Now, if you're flying and you have a concealed carry permit, you can. You have two lock boxes. one with a unloaded weapon in the lockbox and one with the ammunition, if you're taking ammunition with you, in the lockbox. Who, who
1: verifies that, Rocky? If I, if I go up to the Monroe Airport and I'm flying to New York, right? no, better yet, I'm flying to Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to fly to New York. <laughs> don't want to fly to New York. No, no, I'm sure. flying to Wyoming.
2: Right. Uh, how does that work? Just baggage claim because that, that's going to be with your baggage, okay? It's going to be in, in there with your baggage. And Louisiana is, is pretty good about that. You know, uh, I flew not too long ago, and I, you know, take it in there. You're very. Uh, you, tell very yes, you tell them. you tell them to have a firearm in here. Uh, it's unloaded. Here's the key. They're going to put it in a separate place. You know, with you know where it's tagged and it's going to have zip ties through it. And you know, they're they're very. You know, you're not just going to walk in with it in your hand. I mean, you can. Here's big, my gun I'm right, yeah. doing that. Yeah, you have to be very particular if you're going to fly with it. But you also want to fly to a reciprocity state. You don't want to fly to New York because New York does not recognize you know any concealed carry or any weapons whatsoever, just like California and a few others. Chicago because uh, it's so safe there exactly they have the best uh, gun laws in the nation but, uh, but anyhow airports are very funny you know um, parades are demonstrations a lot of people realize when you go to these uh, Mardi Gras parades you know the firearms are not supposed to be at a parade a uh, Christmas parade um, you know, I, I say if it's concealed, it's concealed. Most police officers are really cool about it. They, they don't, you know, jam you up. I mean, if you, I'm not saying you're gonna get by or anything, but you know, they they understand you're you're in a bad area and you want to protect yourself. Right. But you know, as per the law, it says no uh, parades. So or no, demonstrations, any type of if you have to go to a uh, government entity and get a uh, you know application and fill it out and get a permit. Are the you know, and most of these big parades have permits, right? And when when it's issued by the state or the city, you know, you're not supposed to have a gun there. Um, you know, in school, schools same way. Schools are very very touchy, you know, and that means all off ground. Also, if you have an off campus meeting, say you have two small schools and they have a cross country event, maybe in the middle of a cow pasture and hydrant. Right. That's still sanctions. That's governed under the school. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Let, yeah. let me let me throw this because we're, we're going to take a break here in just okay. a second. Um, and I, can you stay for another second? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I'm I'm going to throw this at you, John. We're going to go ahead and go to break here, but the the question we have coming back is I want to get your thoughts on the stadium law. Okay. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on maybe high school security because obviously there bec- becomes a monetary cost right. uh, with metal detectors because you have to ha- you can't have the civics teacher try to disarm somebody. <laughs> no. no disrespect to the no, civics exactly. teacher. They're not trained for that. Right. And yeah. the money's got to come from somewhere. So uh, your thoughts and more. Jamie, Rocky Smith, and I will be back. Your list ESPN 97.7. This segment brought to you appropriately enough by my friend Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Tremendous North Louisiana attorney specializing in criminal offense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby Manning will be on your side. Don't delay. Call him today. 318-342-1411. The edge rolls along. El Momento ESPN.
4: To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investment. I'm Eric McCullough, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 318 254 0032 or stop by my office at 734 Celebrity Drive today. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC.
0: Don't put your life on the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Respect the marks. Dig with care. And before you dig, call 811. 811-
4: If you could talk to your animal when they say, They're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely, and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital. 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345 4545. Rocket Fast Car Wash. Rocket Fast. It's a blast. And your vehicle is clean. At Rocket Fast Car Wash, our goal is clean cars and a great experience. With our free bug wash, wall of foam, Carnuba wax, tire shine, and free vax, you'll always get more value for your money at
2: Rocket Fast. And all in four minutes or less. With our unlimited Fast Pass, you can wash as often as you like at any of our six locations from Monroe to our newest location at 9625 Mansfield Road in Shreveport. Rocket fast, the fast and easy way to wash your car. I'm back,
3: and I'm better than ever, out of neck, for making things better,
0: pace, pace, cause your opinion don't matter, it's a maniac, it's gonna step on who matters. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back, and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun.
1: Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, my friend Rocky Smith in this morning, uh, gunman extraordinaire. Uh you're welcome to reach out for us. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two edit eight nine nine three seven seven six two Valley Federal Credit Union Text Line Hotline. Got a couple ones out there already. This segment, by the way, brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Uh Rocky, uh Tony and El Dorado, we, we go to like eight different parishes. We go to counties in right, Arkansas. Right, right. It's 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 Actually, amazing how many people that listen. Uh, but he goes, look, if you've got a concealed carry in Arkansas, do you have to recertify that in Louisiana, or is it transferable?
2: Uh, w- Louisiana gives reciprocity if you live in another state. If you live in Arkansas and you have a concealed carry, we do recognize it. If you come here, if you move to Louisiana... You have to take a nine-hour course just like you you know start over basically louisiana's not trying to slap anybody in the face and say we don't accept your training but we have a minimal standard they want your money well that (laughs) that, i was going to say that but yeah they want your money but they want you they want you to have a minimal standard of our nine-hour course and kind of start over because like arkansas is a constitutional state actually they passed a law uh, i think year before last in 2015 where you you can carry concealed or open in arkansas without a permit uh, the people who kept it are looking at it down the road for traveling. They're looking at, well, what happens if they repeal that and go back to concealed carry only? Then you know, I've turned mine in. So it's not a bad idea to keep it. But like they probably like Louisiana, you have to refresh every five years and take another class every five years.
1: Well, let me let me throw this at you because this is sort of an opinion question. I think you, uh, when I started talking about this, I'm like, I need to reach out to Rocky because he he would be. Uh, an interesting person to to get this perspective <laughs> yeah, on um you know and, and having dealt with sports my entire life from uh from collegiate uh high school recreation etc you see some uh maybe fans that get a little upset and heated at uh each other the umpires the they you know just whoever there's a right. lot of emotion out there right. And I think that's what people in Arkansas, or especially the Southeastern Conference, well, hey, now you can take concealed carry into a stadium. The alcohol factor becomes a big Not deal exactly. at that point. That's the
2: kicker right there.
1: Um, give me your thoughts on that whole situation. Well,
2: you know, concealed carry is basically you're just being a, a legal participant in the carrying of firearms. There's so many people out there that still carry and don't have a concealed carry. They're just going to carry regardless. And the alcohol is a big kicker because, you know, uh, that's where why they don't want you taking them in bars because, you know, how alcohol tends to make your, you know, thought process get uh, I've, slower. I've heard that, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Not that I drink, but I'm just saying if I did drink, I understand it, it makes your thought process slow down. You, and you start to be 10 feet tall and bu- bulletproof. You're going to do things you normally wouldn't do. You may take home a different looking girl you would, wouldn't take if you wouldn't drink it, you know, that kind of thing. So, but, you know... Um, you're going to wake up next morning maybe doing things you shouldn't have or, or wouldn't have done if you'd have been uh, not under the influence. So it's a big factor. That's one of the things that plays into the law is they they, they know that. So if you're going to places like stadiums and they're serving alcohol, you know that's what the problem. Is. It's not really the stadium. I mean, it is a confined space. You got a, two two hundred thousand people maybe in, in a big car. Co- excuse me, a hundred thousand people in a big stadium in college or something. That that's a lot of people, but. What they're concerned about is the altered mental status. When you get the alcohol on board, you got a guy that had two or three big pitchers of beer, and all of a sudden he's screaming, hollering, and slobbering. And There's a in. bad call. So you add a gun into that, man, it it it's, it's just turns into a nightmare. So, uh, and I agree with that. I do. I mean, you know, when you have a lot of people involved, and you have the alcohol, and you have guns and stuff, you know, sometimes that is a recipe for disaster. Uh, and I, I agree. I, I'm not I'm not against that.
1: Well, let's go through the high school process, because I know I've I've sort of recruited all over the country, and I know Shreveport has metal detectors at a lot of their high school events. Uh, People don't understand how expensive that is. And, again, it's hard to put an expense on what somebody's life is worth. You know, it costs us $500,000, and and one person was killed. You know, I'm not sure how that works. But what I do understand, though, is that you have to have people. I, I know, like, in high schools typically across the country, the people that are working the ticket booth are the civics teacher and the cheerleader sponsor. And neither one of those more than likely is qualified to, what happens when that metal detector goes off? Well, first
2: off, if you're a concealed carry holder and you have a concealed carry permit and you have your firearm on you, that's one of the things you Mm want to avoid. You don't want to go through a metal detector or have someone with a wand. Uh, That will set in motion a lot of things where you're having to explain to the commissioner down at the... uh, Conceal unit down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana State Police conceal unit. What went on, and you could lose it. You know, this, this is a privilege. This is not a right of concealed carry. So say that, you, Say that
1: again. I think that's important for people to get concealed carry
2: permits are a privilege just like driver's license they're privileged they can be revoked they can be uh, suspended they can be just say look you know we don't believe you need one because you're doing a lot of uh, strange things and you know and, and uh, it's understandable so when you see a metal detector if you walk in a building say you're going to the convention center and they're having a arts and crafts and you walk in and all of a sudden you have your firearm and you look and you see there's a guy standing there with a wand checking and yes he does have special training you have to um uh, this man is uh, checking for weapons, and you have a weapon. That permit does not say that you can go past that. They're looking for weapons to turn you away. So avoid that. Go put it back in the vehicle. That way you're not writing letters down to the to the right. uh, unit. Um
1: I've, I've got a good one, in, and I think, and uh, Dupree, I thank you for your uh, for your text here. I'm going to read this to you, Rocky, get you to respond to it. And part of the thing I do on my show, I like a bunch of different opinions All right, yeah. because I think it, it promotes education. A lot of people don't agree with me. Which <laughs> my wife doesn't agree with me half the time. I mean, go figure. But either. But But, you know, I think it's important, though, and he goes, uh, good morning, guys. Personally, I'm offended when I see someone carrying a weapon other than law enforcement. Uh, my granddad nor my dad carried a weapon. Nor will I ever carry a weapon. I never leave home expecting things to happen. If I carry a weapon, I'm expecting something to happen. It's just my personal opinion, and I tell my kids never to carry a weapon. How would you respond to that one?
2: Well, I mean, everybody has their own opinion. You know, that's just the way it is. Uh, Myself, I, I don't live in that world. I live in the real world, and out here in the real world, things happen. Good, Bad things happen to good people every day. Uh, there's been several times to where I've had my weapon. I didn't have to draw it, but I was expecting at any time just from you know something going on in the room or something going on in the building. Um, I like to be prepared just like a boy scout you know it's, I'd hold I'd rather have it and not need it and need it, not have it so uh, if he wants to live like that that is his prerogative I, I understand that but I want my I don't want to go into a long drawn out But my I have a daughter that was in college recently. Had to actually pull her weapon because five guys had cornered her, and uh, that was the only thing she had to do. She she was on the phone with me, and I was at the fire station. I had to tell her, "Baby, you got to do it. You're fixing to be in a bad situation." She did not have to shoot it. She pulled it out, turned the laser on, and they all three, all five of them, took off running. Wow! You know? So it was just a protection thing. If she hadn't had that, I don't know what would have happened.
5: But the
1: training, though, is the key to that. You exactly. just can't have it one day no. and they pull it out no. and expect to
2: no. Exactly. You got to understand, you know, a non threatening ready position. You got to understand a lot of different things that we teach in the class to where when I have my gun, it is just purely protection. That's it. It's not, I'm not meant to offend anybody. That's why a concealed weapon to me is better than open carry. Open carry, yes, you see it, you're offended, so on. If mine is concealed, it's concealed. You won't see it unless I need it. And if I need it and you're close to me, you do too.
1: Rocky Smith joining us, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And, and you know, I'm going to take part of Dupree's – I disagree with a lot of it. Part of it I do agree with in the sense that, you know, when I'm out and I see somebody, you know, carrying the AR-15 slung on their shoulder, <laughs> well, that, that, does, lot, g- but, yeah, that does give me a little bit of a pause. To, and I know we had that in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just because you can do it doesn't necessarily mean because you right. do make people uncomfortable exactly. with you that. Uh, and I think it maybe defeats the purpose and the meaning, or that's, that's right. just my opinion. That's right.
2: And, and I agree, too. Open carry is uh, it's legal in Louisiana. You can open carry in Louisiana. Does it raise a lot of eyebrows? you you're walking through Walmart and you see this guy that weighs 100 pounds. I'm not joking about 100-pound guys, but you got to weigh 100 pounds. And you have a 25-pound gun on your side, and you just, you know, it takes you back. You're like, what's he doing with a gun? What's going on in here? You know, you you do start thinking. I even do myself, And I, I'm a teacher, and I, I say, what's, what's he doing with that gun? You know, a lot of times they want attention. They want people to say, hey, look, i got a gun. It's my right, Second Amendment. Right, and,
1: and look, I, I, that's fine, right. but I think, again, I think as you're, and I think you were really good at doing the educational process with yes. people, there's a lot of people that don't quite understand it, and guns are just big and bad yeah, things right. that – uh, and it's not the person that uses the gun. it's actually the gun itself,
2: right, right. i I have a lot of guns in my house, and I have yet to have one of them shoot it and hurt someone without me behind it. I mean, I don't like I don't shoot people and hurt people, but I mean my guns do not fire without being fired. You know, you have to do them you're mechanically yourself. So they're not bad. they're not good. They're what the person is that's carrying them. So if you got a bad guy carrying a gun, you got a bad gun and a bad guy. Same thing with the good. I carry mine for protection. My wife works. You know, she carries hers for protection. My, my my daughters for protection. That's all. There's bad people out there. There's bad people out there. Like I said, uh, Monroe second most dangerous city in the nation to live in per capita. I mean, you know, that's numbers. That's you know, demographics don't lie. I, I heard
1: a, a quote one time, and I'll let you go with this one. They said. Uh, you know, a gun is like a parachute. Typically, if you need it and don't have it, you're probably not going to need it again.
2: Exactly right.
1: Exactly right. But uh, Rocky, because I've had several people text texting, give us the information that they can contact you uh, about your course or, or questions. Or if you give an email, maybe a phone number, whatever you're
2: comfortable okay. with. Uh, well, m- my name is Rocky Smith. Uh, exactly, James C. Smith, but I go by Rocky my entire life. Uh, my Partners Chuck Johnson. He uh, he, like I say, works for Monroe PD. I work for Washington Parish Fire Department. Uh, my number is three one eight three four eight eight seven one one. We teach classes just about every weekend. We do private classes during the week. Um, I mean, just call me, and you need to have any questions. I'll be glad to answer them. Uh, we have, you know a lot of classes already scheduled this month uh, easter is, is kind of tough but you know these holidays but usually if it's if it's a weekend or saturday sometimes sunday we'll do it uh and like I say it's gonna be a good class we're gonna you know you're gonna shoot if you don't have a gun yet that's fine we also sell guns uh we have pistols for sale uh to our our, our students we uh have guns that you can use i have a lot of students show up well i really don't want to buy yet so you just use one of our guns see what you like uh and you can find what you like and then buy one but we're here to train you we're here to help you uh if you have any questions 318-348-8711 or you can uh contact me uh on my email i actually don't know that by heart <laughs> uh i don't do it a lot as far as emails i'm an old-timey guy but it's uh rugerrock nra
1: yahoo.com Good so. stuff, Rocky. Appreciate you joining us this yeah. morning. It, it stimulated some conversation. I think uh, both pro and con, which is what we try to do. We exactly. just, I just think you try to get information out there and let people make informed decisions. And whichever side they fall on, they fall on. It's but. not
2: for everybody. It's not for everybody. Some people just say, I'm not comfortable to around guns. And fine, don't carry one. Just, you know, be around people who do.
1: Good stuff man. My friend Rocky Smith joining us. We're gonna go take our break. We return Jamie and I will sort continue debating this question. We'll go over a couple uh texts that we had. You'll know, see espn 977 segment sponsored by our friends at PowerWorks, Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go see them on Tower Drive in Monroe next to Nukes. Back in a minute.
0: You're a business owner. You have enough pressure just managing your daily productivity. The last thing you need is to stress about the office equipment. Enter Mobiz. We're a single-source provider for all your copier, printer needs and IT support. We provide renowned customer service without the automated attendant. So when you pick up that phone, you're speaking to a real person every time. But it doesn't stop there. We manage smart devices and fax. It's like we're part of your office staff. Mobiz, give us a call. We pick up the phone. Go track sign to Hot Rod Barbecue, where hot rods rule and a pit barbecue takes the green light. Treat
2: your crew to a family pack of slow cooked pit style ribs. Risk chicken, it, chicken ham, turkey, sausage,
0: and pork loin. Take the lead with our high octane baked beans, parslaw, and big block potato salad. Take the checkered flag with our peach con. Crowds go wild over our fast track lunch special. Dine in or make
1: a pit stop at our drive thru. Hot Rod Barbecue open Monday through Saturday, 11 till 9. And we cater to. Eat in the
2: Circle. Hot rod barbecue. 1911
3: Farmable Highway, this is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge, and our spring clearance event is going on now at Brennan Dodge.
4: We've got a great selection, so hurry in to pick your new ride. Like a 17 Dodge Challenger SXT for only 23.9. A 16 Dodge Dart is only 16.9. Take
3: 20% off 17 Journeys. A 17 Dodge Durango is only 27 dollars and get a 17 Dodge Charger for only $23.9. It's going on now during the Spring Clearance Event at Brennan Dodge, I-20 Service Road, Ruston.
2: Sometimes the grass grows so fast it feels like you live in a jungle. Here's
1: Richie McKinney. Tame the jungle in half the time with a Hustler Zero Turn Mower from McKinney's in Ruston. With heavy-duty welded steel decks, powerful Kohler and Kawasaki engines, Hustler stands the test of time. Prices start at just $27.99 or only $67 a month, it's 0% interest for qualified buyers.
5: Come see us today at McKinney's, your outdoor superstore, because it's a jungle out there Mud, Mobile, Marine, Rumble Frog Audio. All new. Nobody's got an audio store like this. Get your sound, Papa Hobbit, with name brands like Alpine, Kicker, Memphis, MGX Audio, and Linear Power. We're authorized dealers. Rumble Frog Audio. Expert sales, service, and a pro custom install, because it's got to look as good as it sounds. 3001 Cypress West Monroe. Mud, Mobile, Marine, mm-hmm. Rumble Frog Audio. Yeah.
0: How does it feel? You're officially living on The Edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN
1: 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, uh, Jamie Foxx here. Appreciate my friend Rocky Smith coming in. A lot of good information. Yeah, I mean, it's look, here's the deal, what I'm trying to do. And, and I've gotten text on, on pro and con, which I think, you know, when we do that, Jamie, I think we
3: have a good show. That's what we want to do is stimulate conversation. Yeah, I want to
1: stimulate yeah. conversation. Whether you agree, whether you don't agree, I think information mm-hmm. uh, is always good. You know, the best class i ever had in college. Ever tell you this? No, I, well, I was in graduate school, and believe it or not, I have a graduate degree, which tells you that if I can do it, anybody can. All right, let's let that sink in, yeah, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. I Here. have a graduate degree. Go <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I was taking a—it was a graduate law class, mm-hmm. and the uh, the instructor gave us um, I, I, seven or eight topics. I mean, it's the hot button topics of the day, and this is back in the '90s, so you know, the gay marriage wasn't in yet, but it was like abortion, capital punishment. Uh, things of that nature, you know, very high-button, high-topic, high-emotional deal, and you had to check which side you believed. And it was just, yeah. Yeah, just yes or no. Are mm-hmm. you for capital punishment or are you not? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you for the death pen? or, excuse me, or pro-abortion? And anyway, so he goes down the line, and this, this guy's a big-time attorney, and he comes up and he goes, okay, well, Joe, I see that you're uh, for the death penalty. Yeah, well, you're going to argue in three weeks against it. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, what they made us do is argue logically, reasoned against your personal opinion. Wow! And they took your personal opinion out of it, and you know, after the the process, uh, I think I had to argue against scholarship athletics. That was one, and you know, that obviously wasn't a hot button topic. And I had to do a death penalty thing as well. But what it made you do is take your emotion out of it, and it made you learn from the other side. You know, maybe I'm not going to change my opinion, because I'm probably not, but I'm also going to have a new appreciation for the way other people view this this problem. And it was one of the most enlightening classes I ever took in my life, so I always try to put myself on the other side of situations, uh, politically, uh, governmentally, whatever that might be, and try to maybe understand where other people are coming from.
3: Well, it doesn't necessarily, as you indicated, change your point of view or your your uh, opinion on something, but at least exposes you to and makes you do some research into why. You know, even as, uh, you know, as crazy as we think it is, you you're at least exposing yourself to another point of view and being open-minded about it, doing a little research into it. It's something I think would be probably pretty painful to do, but uh, a lot of times, and, and I'm sure you're right, it doesn't necessarily change your opinion. It just opens you up to, and, and that's, you know, could probably be very... Would be something we could probably look into right now because there is such a divide in this country.
1: Well, and sometimes and, Jamie, it's, it's a divide off of conjecture and what people uh, uh, believe to be factual, when and really sometimes it, it's not.
3: Yeah, with not a lot of research and factual information behind it, I think people, uh, boy, we have. Uh, it's it should be an Olympic sport now, jumping to conclusions, because that's what people are doing nowadays with with little information to back it up. Uh, what Rocky brought to to me was just, you know, as he showed me, as he, as he left, I mean, you know, we talked about, uh, Monroe being the second most dangerous city behind East St. Louis, Illinois per capita. Uh, that's factual. I mean, he, it's, it's, it's based in fact, we don't like that. That's not something we're proud about, but, uh, may get a little credence to, to what he's, uh, talking about, uh, you know, this concealed carry. I mean, it's, uh, the, the thing that made my hair stand up when he talked about his daughter, Right, uh, you having a daughter at I LSU? a daughter at LSU. Look, there you
1: know. was a there was an abduction down there a couple weeks ago, right behind her dorm. There's a girl abducted off the campus and forced to drive to um, to a ATM, withdraw money. Uh, she withdraws money. There is a forced um, sexual assault
3: mm-hmm. on,
1: on the young lady, and then she is driven to a drugstore, told to go in and buy um prophylactics mm. I'm, I'm trying to, to tiptoe and not offend people that's just what happened and she goes in and calls the police well they arrest this guy a couple hours later and this is right on the LSU campus and so you know I I, I like you know and dupree had some really good points I, I thought and I, I certainly respect anybody's viewpoint He goes you know I don't carry a gun because I don't expect bad things to
3: happen. Well, that's we all feel that way. Yeah, we all do. But there's uh there's a I would say to him that's a little bit of naivety uh, there. Well, I, uh, I'm the same way, and I don't. I'm not a concealed carry, and I don't. I'm not proud. Honestly, I'm. That's my fault because I'm too lazy to do it. Uh, but I may pay for that one day. Um, so perhaps I need, rather than take Dupree's uh, stance, which I I don't expect bad things to happen to, but I'm also not naive. All I have to do is turn on the news. All I have to do is hear stories. I mean, open my, open my mind up to what's what's out there. I don't like it. I'm not in favor of it either, any more than he is. But I don't live in a glass house. And I don't hope that nothing happens. I, I do realize that uh, and that's all I'm asking him to do is just look at the news. Look what's around you. Look at the facts because they're there. Uh, Rocky brought some of them out. You don't have to agree with him because he's a concealed carry instructor, but you know what? He didn't just pull this out. of I mean, by the way, the number three city is Alexandria. So, uh, that's two of the top. I mean, this is per capita. So all I'm saying, is open yourself up to the information and the facts that Terry and, and Rocky brought and think about where you are. I mean, I've, i like he said, I'd, I'd much rather be judged by a jury of 12 than carried by you know a group of six well
1: and here's the thing you know because i want to segue back to the to the youth games to the high school games things of that nature um because we are talking about that you're starting to see this a lot more um and and i think a lot of people's thought process i've got a lot of friends on the east coast and they're a lot of those people think the same way we should Mm -hmm. just ban guns completely get rid of the second amendment And, and and here's the thing if you could ban every single gun out there except for law enforcement uh do away with the second amendment for a moment suspend that for a, for a second and you could take it away from all criminals and everybody okay you might have something there. The the problem though is that criminals do criminal things. I mean it's not like you know criminals don't file their taxes, criminal that, that by definition, that's what they do. And so if you see some of these situations going on and, and by no means if you have a concealed carry, does that guarantee you anything? What it guarantees you maybe is a chance. Yeah. You know, I, I think about that nightclub in Florida. Jamie, where the guy went and shot what 52 people, 49. 49 50 whatever. I mean, it was just it's it ridiculous. was atrocious and just kept going through clips after clip after clip and people are sitting there just literally waiting to die and you think if one person, maybe in that entire club or security or somebody had a weapon on them, is there a guarantee they might, they might could have hit somebody themselves. Well, in the pro- but you know what? You would have had a chance.
3: Well, here's the thing. Again, if you don't want to just look at the facts. I mean, the, the three biggest, I, I guess you would call, uh, gun-free zones, Chicago. Look at the death right there. New York, since they stopped stopping Frisk. Uh, by the way, San Bernardino, California, that's that's pretty much a shooting gallery right now. Um, again, uh, these are these are cities that, that discourage any kind of... Uh, citizenry carrying any kind of uh, weaponry and that's you know you're going to you, you know the 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 people that are going like you said a criminal is going to do a criminal act they don't care and by the way if you if you honestly believe if you're naive enough to believe that if you stop all gun sales that you're going to keep somebody who is intent on killing robbing or whatever that you're going to stop them i got swampland in florida i'll tell you because you're you're living in la-la land it's not going to happen and i think rocky brought a lot of that out i mean and and what what i got out of it terry too is listen to what he said he they do every and you're the same way everything you can to avoid confrontation only as a last resort you know he's not asking okay you got to conceal care let's let's uh you know open it up everywhere it's it's not that way but to me, that story he brought about his daughter and knowing that you've got a daughter at LSU and the situations that made the hair on the back of my head stand up. Uh, and I got a lot of it. Um, so it's scary. And um, I'm glad he brought. I mean, I, I, I learned a lot. I mean, and I'm not a big gun. I'm uh, to, to do pretty. I'm not a big gun proponent or anything. I don't know a lot about it, to be honest with you. That's my problem. But uh, I sure did learn He he opened my eyes today. What would your thoughts be, Jamie, on uh,
1: the concealed carry in a high school football stadium? And, and again, concealed means that you don't know it's there.
3: Well, I mean, you know, chances are nowadays you're going to have officers that are armed, I guess, at at high school games most of the time. But you brought up about Shreveport having, you know, the The metal detectors. detectors. Um, I don't have a problem with, you know, as long as they're concealed. I think... You know, I found it interesting that both you and he agreed on the guys at open carry. Uh, y'all were in a. It
1: makes a, me nervous.
3: Y'all were in concern. I'm, I'm not.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I'm in Wyoming, maybe yeah. it's a little bit different gig when there's grizzly bears running around, right, like on the street corners. But uh, that that does, I, you know, and again, I've been around guns. Uh, I'm not to the level Rocky is by chance, but I, but I've been around them pretty much my whole life, and I'm fairly comfortable with them. But it does give me cause, just for a moment, when I see somebody with a. You know, they did that in Texas. They had a march down there, and all the guys had the M-16 slung around their shoulders right. walking down the street. Look, I, I get that you can do that, but is that the, really the best uh, use
3: of your Second Amendment right? Well, chances are that, you know, somebody who is I, – I don't like anything that brings attention to yourself and in the sense of uh, – and that would open carry would be that case. If you conceal carry, obviously you're not doing anything to make yourself stand out from the other – any of the other citizenry. So I have no problem with that. I better not try to say citizenry too many times today. But anyway, um, I, I thought of the, the information was, you know, it was really good. And uh, I don't have a problem with, you know, somebody. I don't know what this is. A concealed carry. Now, it would bring me up to date a little bit on this, Terry. Is that in the Arkansas? I mean, this is at Reynolds Razorback at, at their ball games and now they. As the SEC... Yeah, a a-
1: they, they, yeah, I think they rescinded that part of it.
3: Okay. Uh, so, yeah, they're not
1: all going to be able to do that. And, and I think that's a reasonable type situation. Like, you go to the Superdome. Right. You know, they're going to wind you. You're going to walk through there. And, you know, that that's a better situation than you go to a high school game where there's nothing there. If you don't think people are armed in high school and football,
3: basketball, and, and, and football games... Uh, oh crap, they're probably armed at the tennis matches. Well, but, but as Rocky brought out, you, you don't have the component of alcohol usually at high school games, like you do at college. And You didn't and go New to the New high pra- school with the people I did, or you probably did. Well, maybe so. I didn't.
1: <laughs> We're going to take our last <laughs> break. You're listening to ESPN 97.7. <laughs> this segment brought to you by our friends at Spa Novell. Look, you got Easter coming up. You've got Mother's Day coming up. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure here. If you're in the doghouse or you don't want to be in the doghouse, Check out our people at Sponaville. I'm just telling you, folks, they are absolutely incredible in what they do. Go by and see them pamper the special people in your life. Go by and see Drew and Company on Lemmy Lane and Monroe, 318-807-1060. 807-1060. Get the gift certificate. Graduation as well. Whatever you need. Our people at Sponaville will get you where you want to go. Jamie and I will be back. ESPN 97.7.
5: You can drive the luxury of Lincoln for less in a pre-owned Lincoln from J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. They have a very good inventory of pre-owned Lincolns in stock, many models in all price ranges. From a 2000 Lincoln LS to a low-mileage 2016 Navigator, most are certified pre-owned Lincolns with 100,000-mile warranties. You owe it to yourself to see the selection of pre-owned Lincolns today at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro.
4: If you could talk to your animal when they say, (coughs) They're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely, and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545.
5: On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning.
1: If
3: you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today.
0: Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411.
5: When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Washita
0: Valley Making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley making good things happen. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to The Edge on ESPN
5: 97.7.
1: Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Jamie Foxx, Terry Waldrop, shut it down today. Uh, last segment here, several checks. you guys can still reach out to. It's 888 7762 888 7762 which is the Ouachita Valley Federal Credit Union. Text line and hotline. Uh, Chuck uh, sends in. You know, I heard about the conversation about guns. I think of my place of employment, and Chuck is in one of the uh, nicer restaurants mm-hmm. uh, in the area. He goes, "I see customers come in with guns on their waist. Uh, those would be concealed carry. And if you're if you're large like me, it's not as concealed maybe as you would like it. But you make a, van- uh, a-, a attempt, yes, to conceal. Yep. Uh, Larry Monroe, and I think this is a very valid." Valid point. Uh, hey, I'm uh, I'm very gun-friendly. The Second Amendment allows Americans to have one. Here's how I see this. The first well-trained law enforcement and personnel and law-abiding citizens who own a gun should, with the right mindset, should know only when to draw their weapons. It's not the Old West where you can clean up the streets with a gun, even though sometimes that's exactly what needs to be done. The facts have shown in the Old West days when everybody could open carry, the gun rate crime rates were... Not as high as today. Look, here's the one thing that we haven't mentioned. And, you know, we, th- we threw the statistic out there about Monroe and Alexander and East St. Louis. The, the and, You know, look, having, having worked in inner city Fort Worth mm. for a long time, crime rates are higher in impoverished neighborhoods. And, and you know, I'm not going to get into the sociological discussion on why that is at this point. But it is simply, it, th- those are statistical facts, Uh, The crime rates in Harlem typically are going to be higher than the crime rate in Beverly Hills, California. Mm -hmm. That's just hey, you know, Walter gave you a fact today that you can take to the bank because that's accurate. Having said that, uh, do people in impoverished areas not deserve the same protection from law enforcement from government as do the people in the higher uh, socioeconomic areas? Absolutely, we're all Americans. We deserve that protection. And I think if you go back and you look at the the, the monetary situation, if we said, okay, look, we're going to put metal detectors. If you're the Monroe City School Board or you're the Washita Parish School System, we want metal detectors in all of our schools. Okay, and in the and it would start in the in the stadiums, for example. And so, what do you play? Six, seven home games a year in football?
3: I would say at least five. Okay,
1: yeah. so and we, you know you throw, we'll we'll, we'll take uh, one of the bigger schools, Washita or West Monroe, or West Washita. Let's just say you got seven home football games, you have, uh, oh, I don't know, seven or eight soccer matches at your stadium. you have a couple track meets. So we're talking probably under twenty events a year. And a lot of these are portable uh, metal detectors, which means you can put them at, at different venues or, or what have you. They're very expensive, okay? obviously it's it's you know it's an extraordinarily high expense. I don't know if there's matching federal funds on this through homeland security. I'm not really sure how that works. But then you got to have the personnel trained to mm-hmm. uh, deal with it. And those are off-duty police officers. It's, it's not Joe's security service. These are people that are trained, as Larry accurately points out in his text message. Um, very important. And where does that money come from? It's not like they have a money tree and you go out back and start picking, you know, $100 bills off there to pay these pay these expenses. I know, you know, I hearken a lot of things back to my day as a college uh, athletic director and and, and college basketball coach. In Fort Worth, we had uh, the MLK MLK League, which is one of the biggest pro-am basketball leagues in the country. We had NBA guys that played in it and guys that couldn't make their seventh grade team, and sometimes they're on the same team. But we would have games, Jamie, that would start at 9 in the morning on Sunday, and they would finish about 10 o'clock at night on Sunday night. Hmm. And we might have three or four thousand people in the gym for one game. the next game you'd have four people, not thousand, but four people. But part of our contract with the people that organized the MLK we and look, this was a huge, huge event in Fort Worth. Uh, they had uh, food vendors out there every weekend. It was like a fair. Hmm. It was unbelievable. And part of our agreement uh, in the negotiation process, we have 10 Fort Worth uniformed Fort Worth P- police department. Five inside the building, inside the gymnasium, five on the grounds. And those people at that time, this is 10 years ago, I think they were getting close to $100 an hour. Good grief. And so you go $10 a $100 an hour for 12 or 13 hours, a lot of which money. tells you how much money they were making on this thing. But that was, that was a non-negotiable uh, situation. And you know what? We didn't have problems.
3: Um, where did the funding come? To, to pay the officers and the where well, the funding
1: came from admission because mm-hmm. admission was like 7 to 10 dollars a pop. Mm-hmm. I mean it was and it was a standing line to get in. Uh it came from the the fees for the teams. Uh, again, this was the one of the biggest pro am basketball leagues in the country. Uh and you're talking about Dallas Fort Worth, a very very large city. Uh they love basketball there, a lot, a lot of professional athletes coming out of that area, big following, mm-hmm. so you know Oliver Miller was a big uh uh, a big part of that back of the day. The big yeah, o, played it. He's, when he played
3: at – he play at Dunbar? Or,
1: yep. He, yeah. No, he, uh, he might have played at – I don't think he played at Dunbar. But he played somewhere. He was in Texas. Yeah, he grew up and played at Arkansas. Yeah, played at Arkansas. Vince uh, – gosh, I just went blank. Uh, from uh, from Florida. He's still playing in the NBA. He's like 50 now. Um, gosh, I can't think of Vince's last name. Oh, Vince well. Carter. I'm sorry. Vince Carter. Vince Carter had a team. I mean, they they had all sort of guys that, that had played. Uh, Charles Smith had played at Dunbar, was at mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, had a team. Uh, tons of those guys. Shaquille came and played a couple times. So it was a big event, but the point being that overwhelming show of security. And, right. and I think what they did is they deterred things before they happened.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, you've got uh, ten armed, armed officers on the ground. you got five outside, five inside. Um. Did you have? Did you have to have metal detectors as well? No. Or was it okay? Just no, the Just just the the, the officers but that served as the deterrent.
1: Yeah. But again, Jimmy, I mean, you're talking about metal detectors making a huge investment. Yeah. Uh, into that, and you know, I, a lot of people, I, and I've been to a bunch of places. I've been in New York. In Shreveport, they have them. Houston, a lot of places they have, them. and sometimes they don't. It just depends on the school system, and you know where you're able to uh, afford or what you think is. Um, appropriate maybe for your level of – I was in New York recruiting, and this is back when I first started recruiting in junior college. I would sit in a guy's office, and they would call him at 4 o'clock and say, okay, your team is going to play – and they knew they were going to play at 7. They would tell him the location. Mm. They, no, nobody knew the no, location of the games. And the kids would get on the subway. You go to the game. You play the game. You had to have a special ID from the Department of Education or that school district to be able to attend that game in the high school because the crime was so bad. The gambling was so bad. Uh, it was uh, it was just nefarious, a lot of it. But you see great athletes play, and there's six people in the gym. It, it was one of the most surreal situations you've ever seen, but you're thinking, you know, somebody had to sit down and think about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's a reason that they're doing it the way it is. So it's something that we're going to continue seeing. I think it's going to be more uh, brought up more and more. Larry has one more. Hey, if you want to open carry at a public business or eating places, you should check your gun and be like Wyatt Earp and make you leave it at the desk. You know uh, that was what the Tombstone movie that. Uh, and, and I think that people struggle with with what exactly to do because rights, privileges, things of that nature. Um, I guess it's just in the, the eye of the beholder, Jamie. Of, of what where you fall on that i you know i'm gonna be honest with you i don't want to go into a restaurant and see nine guys with ar-15s walking around that would make me uncomfortable
3: it would and uh but that's the key about you know concealed carry i mean you do, you're you not bringing attention to yourself and there still could be nine people in the restaurant but you don't know they're carrying makes your makes you digest a little bit better and uh which we recommend pie works by the way to to uh they don't they don't uh they don't have many armed people in there, but they've got some sure good food. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I'm sure. But um, you know, I think Terry, it's a you know we we brought up a lot, and you know I think we we raised some uh, hopefully the consciousness a little bit. Yeah, and that's what I we're think, trying to yeah. do.
1: I, you know, I'm not telling you take my side or right. your side or whoever's side, but
3: um, I want to be with Tabor. That's my deal. My deal is I always stay away from the buffet. Well, I don't want to be in his way with that, but I mean, if if, uh, if a fight breaks out, you know. Uh, I want Taves on my side. Uh, I'm not going to stand in his way when the buffet opens, but there again. Uh, he's probably got a, you know, this guy, you remember, Taves grew up in Simsboro chasing rabbits, shooting rabbits. I mean, this is this is a great American we're talking about.
1: Well, And a, and a proud veteran.
3: And a proud, which, which, by the way, we are very proud of John. We give him a hard time, but we love him. And uh, I guess that's uh, how we get to Good Friday, huh, Terry? We, we wrap it up here and... Uh, I want to wish everybody a great Easter. Yep. And uh,
1: a couple more. Clinton Calhoun goes, Hey, I caught the ending of Rocky Smith's interview. You mm-hmm. have a cost of his program. L- let me give Rocky's contact information, uh, his phone number, one more time 318 348 8711. 318 348 8711. And again, I personally took his class. Uh, we did it out at the East Washtow Recreation Center in Swartz, but I think he does them yeah. pretty much every weekend or every other weekend. Uh, well worth your time. Uh, Clint I'm not sure the co- I, I'm gonna say it's around a hundred dollars but uh, they do everything from fingerprints and you got to have those done I mean it's a process you can go out and shoot and uh, you yeah, know it's it's entertaining my youngest son actually sat through it he wasn't old enough to get a concealed carry but I guess Michael was maybe 15 16 when he sat through that class and uh, yeah good stuff but I appreciate Rocky coming in we might get him back and again I thought it was a little bit different today. That's what I was going for on Good Friday because I knew we'd have probably more people listening because they're off work. But this is a subject uh, we're going to see more and more. I mean, look at all the professional athletes that uh, that are having uh, being caught with guns, mm-hmm. good good or bad. So good stuff today, Jamie. Appreciate you coming in. It's great to have you back this week, the full week, the full money, if you will.
3: Yeah, well, I don't want to go that far, but anyway, yeah. I'm uh I'm feeling a little bit every day, and uh, you know, next week up and on, we get through Easter, and uh, you know, who knows? I may be. Uh, you like the uh, the newer, yeah, slim yeah, version?
1: Yeah, I do. I, you know, you're kind of mm. like, you didn't look like a disheveled homeless guy this morning.
3: Yeah, what I it, normally do. Yeah, yes. you,
1: you well, you've been looking kind of peak, but now, I mean, you, mm. you like, you got a, a date or something. We'll have to find out about that. Uh, Appreciate <laughs> our sponsors. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, Power Works Gourmet Pizza by Design. Uh, Our friends at GB Cooley, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, Spa Neville, and our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Bunner Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get. Go see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Appreciate all of our texts today. Great discussion, great conversation. You guys have an outstanding good Friday. Make sure you stay tuned this afternoon for Sean Fox and the Sports Company. For Jamie Foxx, for John Tabor, I'm Terry Walder. You guys have a great day. Aloha, folks.
0: Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waltrip. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it on. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com.